Knowing our own strengths and weaknesses, we can better choose where to spend our finite time and energy. Hello and welcome to episode number four of Contemplative Creative, a bi-weekly audio podcast tackling the deeper issues of modern photography, art, and today's creative landscape. The goal? Uncovering insights to live more intentional lives as creative professionals and hobbyists, or even just as responsible human beings. My name is David Quiring, and I will be your host. These days, with the increasingly tight margins of the economy, we are expected to operate in a lean manner, which translates to doing a lot of stuff peripheral to our craft ourselves. In my photography circles, I've heard professionals wisely advise bright-eyed amateurs that once you make the jump to making a living off of your art, you will find that you will be spending only about 10% of your time on your art. What they mean is actually in the field creating your art. 10% of your time, if you're lucky. Computer processing, editing, a website, marketing, social media, proposals, delivery, galleries, sales, taxes, networking, and the plethora of other business logistics. Just keeping the spotlight on photography here? It's clear there's a lot more to it than just working with your camera out in the field these days. Until your business reaches a certain size, it often isn't possible to hire people to help support your creative endeavors and help you with all this other stuff. And so we must do our best with what we have. Now the good news about the landscape of our modern world is that we have unprecedented access to tools both physical and digital ones. And these tools, they help us do things that we never could have done all by ourselves before. The knowledge is only a quick Google or YouTube search away. With this accessibility, it is tempting to insist on doing everything oneself. There are some caveats to this though, and just because we can do everything ourselves does not necessarily mean that we should do everything ourselves. When in considering the wider economics of your business, you need to look at all of your finite resources, not just the money side of things. The first of which I'd like to mention is energy. As unlikely as it is, even if you are uniquely talented across the whole gamut of things you need to get done, you also need to be mindful of the biological cost when switching between different tasks. Our brains aren't wired for multitasking. This is something that's backed up by modern neuroscience, but if you watch carefully, you can see it in yourself too. There's a large energetic cost when we flip the mental switch that shifts us from working in one mindset to another mindset. More so than continuing to work on a single task, at least. Our brains use energy in a lot more than you think. I'm constantly surprised when... After a long day working on the computer, I step back and find myself as hungry as if I had been hiking in the mountains all day. It's pretty clear that your brain is a muscle, and just like your calves, it requires energy, which is also finite, and therefore we should be careful how we use it. Related to this is focus. Have you ever been riding a creative wave 
where the work is flowing fast and it's really good, <laughs> it often stands out because this is the exception rather than the rule. But when you're up there, maybe something like an email comes in. It catches your eye and steers your mind in a different direction. And the next thing you know, you're no longer on top of that wave. It's hard, nigh impossible, to hop right back on that wave once you've slipped off. This is an extreme example, but it's a good one because it illustrates how we don't really operate at our peak performance when we have to mentally switch between different tasks. Time is another important resource to consider. It's something I constantly find I'm running out of, and judging by how many people I encounter every week who tell me about how busy they are, I don't think I'm the only one. We all have a finite amount of time. A lifetime, you might say. It is up to us to choose how we fill that time. And I would argue that it is more effective to fill that time with things more suited to our talents than to run out of time while struggling forward with things more in line with our weaknesses. Given the same amount of time, we are more efficient and productive than the former. Which brings me to the final point I wanted to make. The other thing to consider when asking whether you should do something yourself or considering enlisting help is what will be the quality difference between the two different decisions? We all have certain strengths, and if we're really honest with ourselves, we all have certain weaknesses. Knowing and acknowledging these, well, it makes decisions such as, should I learn how to do these illustrations myself? Quite clear. When I asked myself this very question in developing the website for Contemplative Creative, I answered with, I'm going to hire an illustrator so I can design this website the exact way I've envisioned it. Knowing that, with my lack of drawing talents, no amount of effort on my part would get the illustrations to how I envisioned them. The subtext to this knowing was that a decade ago I made a different decision when faced with a similar question. My photography business at the time was just beginning, and I needed a logo, I needed business cards. So I spent some time in Photoshop and designed my own logo. At the time, I thought it was pretty good. Years later, though, I had a professional graphic designer create a new logo for my photography business. And suddenly that old DIY logo looked, well, DIY. <laughs> Not very good at all. I was a poor university student at the time, so I don't regret having done that in the first place, but I also don't regret having it done properly afterward. So what I'm trying to get at is, I think we should be honest with ourselves. This can be hard. In this case, admitting that someone else can do something better than you isn't failure, though. All it is is admitting that your time and energy would be better spent doing something else. And by enlisting help, you can reclaim some time and energy for those tasks. The thing is, 
we are all different, and some of your strengths will be another's weakness. Finding a partner who is your counterpoint is a wonderful thing, and whatever it is that you create will be better for it. So I would encourage you to seek out relationships with people who you help with your strengths, and in turn, they can help you with your weaknesses. Partner, barter, hire, however the relationship forms, do what fits with where you are and where you aim to go. Wherever you're at, know yourself and know when to ask for help. By knowing your own strengths and weaknesses, you can make better decisions about where to spend your time, energy, and money, which in turn will allow you to do your best work possible. So with all that said, I think that this is the perfect segue to announce that I've brought in some extra assistance to help run some social media over here at Contemplative Creative. We have set up an Instagram account under the handle at Contemplative Creative. Here we are going to post hand-drawn-esque images akin to those already used in our brand design, but with inspirational quotes etched over them. The quotes will come from both the podcast itself, either within it or at the intro or outro, and we'll also be highlighting inspirational people and things they've said, things that we think should be on more people's radar. On Facebook, we've also set up a page named Contemplative Creative. Over there, we will push out more link-based content, as well as facilitate behind-the-scenes discussions on topics as we prepare for podcast episodes. Think of it as a pre-podcast brainstorm where you can have a chance to have your voice heard. The next episode is going to be about knowledge versus wisdom. On Facebook, we will be posting the question to you. What is the difference between knowledge and wisdom? And finally, there's the already growing Twitter following that we've been building from the start. The handle for that one is at ccreative.com, which I realize doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but it's all that was available and also under the 15 character limit there. Once you connect with it, I don't think you'll even notice it. Links to all these social media hubs can be found on the sidebar of our website over at www.contemplativecreative.com. If you're active on any of these networks, I invite you to follow along and be part of the contemplative creative community with us. Right now, it's mostly a handful of friends and the inevitable spammers on there, but we'd really like to change that and facilitate some meaningful discussion and interaction over there. Once again, I would like to thank the folks over at IdeaSpark for supporting contemplative creative. All of the app's proceeds for the summer will go towards supporting this. What is IdeaSpark, you ask? Well, simply put, it's a tool that fits in your pocket, on your phone that is, and it's there to help you get out of creative ruts by suggesting new ideas. You can select context and themes to focus its idea generation on things like light characteristics, emotions, texture, color, and lots more to create quirky little phrases. And from there, you can run with these sparks to create something incredible and entirely your own. So if you're feeling uninspired and are not sure where to start, or you're doing a daily art project and running a bit low on ideas, or maybe you're trying a new art form altogether and simply need some lighthearted ideas to experiment with, maybe this app has a place in your life. It runs for $1.99 or so, depending on the country which you call home. And like I said, for the next while, your purchase over there will support this podcast. 
it costs less than a cup of coffee, supports you in your art, and also supports the creative discussion over here. That's a pretty great win-win situation all around, I think. So check it out on our support page over at www.contemplativecreative.com or you can search for it on the iTunes iOS store, IdeaSpark, Stimulate Your Creativity. I encourage you to head over there and invest in yourself by investing in us. Thanks again to IdeaSpark for supporting Contemplative Creative. And with that, we reached the end of episode number four. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to get in touch via the contact form on our website. Again, that's over at www.contemplativecreative.com or hop on to one of our fresh new social media accounts linked on the website and introduce yourself. I'd love to hear from you. Please subscribe in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and continue to join me every other Tuesday in taking a philosophical deep dive into the life creative Over the past two weeks, I'm happy to share that we've been seeing considerable growth in subscription numbers. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks to you growing number of regular listeners, and welcome to those of you that are new. If you enjoy what you hear, I invite you to share it with a good friend whom you think would get something out of it too. Sharing is caring, as they say, and this project is nothing without its listeners. Thanks for listening. Knowing our own strengths and weaknesses, we can better choose where to spend our finite time and energy.